what's good, New York? It's the Harvester Colin Atrophy. Welcome to the, what is it, fifth installment of uh, Radio Harvester, what we talk about when we talk about pizza. This month's guest is none other than true American weirdo, San Francisco artist, Zara Thustra. Now, um, Zara is someone whose work I've been familiar with for a long time, but who I had never met before I sat down to interview him. And I was super scared. And luckily for me, she was in a magnanimous mood because they did not make me uncomfortable. In fact, they created a really warm and pleasant environment to be around. And I was really scared, and maybe that comes across in the interview. But I think it came out good, and I think Zara is a really compelling human, and I think Zara has a lot of cool going on. I have to bleep myself in my own intro. Whatever. I'm not doing this another time, so this is just going to be it. We ate at Salugi's right by Canal Street next to that awesome Dominican diner, next to that weird Army-Navy store, right off church by the post office. And uh, it wasn't half bad. My... uh, the kid I used to nanny, his mom was like, what did you think of Salugi's? And I was like, I don't know. But before when I was doing Slice Harvester. And she was like, I think it's good. And I was like, yeah, well, I don't know. But I think that's because I ate a slice and not one of their weird little pies. The coal oven pies. I can't complain. You know what I mean? Take a small arugula pizza okay. and just a glass of water. Um, can I get a vegan pizza? Small? A small, yeah. And, um, geez, I didn't think about putting anything on it. Uh, can I get uh, pepperoni on half of it? Since I don't read pizza. Uh, just some water is good, thank you. Oh, can I actually add some capicola to my. Well, over half. The whole thing. How did you, like, you're from Delaware, you said? Yeah, I'm from Wilmington, Delaware, yeah. Yeah. What was growing up there like? What was growing up there like? Um, I don't know, I had a a nice time growing up there pretty much. I mean, um, I stopped, like, I had a bad time in school for some reason. I didn't relate to school, so I started going outside and staying outside at a young age, like maybe around 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. I stayed outside a lot. Like, like I was in, you know, I'd get up to go to school and maybe like not go to school pretty much every day, pretty much. And what do you mean by staying outside? Getting into stuff. I mean, fussing with people who are out and around. Right. I mean, basically, it's like uh, I was into like skateboard crews. When I was a kid, I was trying to like, when I was like 10 or 11, I was, in terms of being punk, I mean, and I grew up punk and hip hop too, very much. Yeah. Yeah, like just, I don't think there was any escaping that really, like just like everybody in my, the school things I did do were like dance, like go to dances and like with kids in the hallway and like be at recess or whatever. And like dance was just all about hip hop, you know what I mean? And like, so there's that part, and then there's just all the hip hop music that you would just naturally listen to. But, um, and so the skateboard crews, I don't know, I was into trying to get into skateboard crews, like get on like um, 
like sort of like yes. mini gangs or whatever they would be. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> They're like and, Pinocchio. Uh, yeah, TS was the one that I was trying to get into, which was nuisance to society. And I mean, yeah, just stuff like that. Like yeah. spray, and they were like the older kids, and there's a lot of bad um, kids around me, basically. Like yeah. I uh, witnessed and was, I kind of like woke up to the reality of like heavy violence maybe around like, I don't know, like there was like, you know, some levels of turmoil in my life. But like really like started waking up to like the reality of danger like around 12 and 13 and just how serious like kicking it around on the street was. Right, because it gets you into some situations. <laughs> well, sure. and seeing situations, like I would see like really, I mean people would beat people down and right. people and uh, you know, smash their heads in in ways that I just was like, just you know, like I was probably 12 the first time I saw like really like serious violence in the street. I mean, it wakes you up. You're just yeah. like, wow, okay. So there's like 10 kids will kick somebody over and over and over again. You're just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? But so Wilmington, I mean, I think it was nice in a lot of parts of it. And uh, I mean, I really just value the experience of growing up there because of um, just getting a lot of life experience out of it. Like I wasn't very sheltered. I talked to some people sometimes that say things like oh there was nothing there like oh i don't like wilmington because it's just like somehow cultureless or something but right. i mean i didn't find it that way i mean at all like i just i love like hanging out in pizza shops i love hanging out on the street i love all the street people yeah and i mean i like i didn't find it that way at all there's always a lot to get into there's i mean there's nasty it's not the kind of you know i mean that's just one part of it but Oh, you press that kind of, huh? This is good. Hey, this is real good. Mm -hmm. How is the diet cheese? Mm -hmm. How is it all? What does that mean? Diet? Yeah, is that cheese? Oh, it's the diet cheese. cheese I see. It's delicious. Cool. I haven't had it before. Pizza. No. I'm pretty sure I went here and got like a slice for their slice deal because mm -hmm. I was when I did the reviews I was only reviewing plain slices mm -hmm. so like I wouldn't review something like this oh and I see it was not very good but this adds to it huh? it's phenomenal yeah yeah and it just maybe just doesn't translate to like the New York slice yeah yeah eating a piece of pizza I know you from like yeah. to bullshit yeah, yeah. Seven inch cover. Yeah. I know you from and, yeah. uh, Shotwell. I should have brought you some more cover. stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that's yeah. where I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with and been exposed to. Yeah, you. and that's pretty much like a very, like, that's a small part of what most, I mean, most people don't know me for that. Right. Yeah, so most people don't know me for that. So what do most people know you for? Uh, like, basically, like, pushing, like, uh, a queer and activist agenda into the world, you know, and, like, trying to push equality and uh, push like a love in, and a, a sense of uh, care for others and things out into the world um, and by pushing I just mean like trying to keep it up in a, a visual context somewhere and somehow you know like um, whether it just be on the street just like I make things every day and I have like an agenda to just get my stuff seen, I guess. So just basically right. to talk about like what I feel bad about when I wake up in the morning. You, you know? gotta get it out. You gotta yeah, I mean, otherwise it's just not gonna go good.
and right. it's, and I I mean with how I said about um, being a kid and stuff and like with high school and stuff but like um, I mean I was probably like eight, 18 nine, or 19 and I really was like I'm gonna be an artist just because like this is like I can work which is not that fun I've been working already a lot and so it's like everything's fantastic yeah, things, things are good thank you so much but I had been working a lot you know like uh, already I already had these like clock watching jobs like since I was like 14 I got a job like when I was 13 at a fishery and had jobs since then like so I had worked at so many places and I was at 18 19 I thought capitalism sucked I thought this was like the worst way to live like to like grind at that age was right. stupid and so I was trying to like I just didn't see like a hopeful future for myself and I was a little worried about it there was that but I basically settled in on trying to be an artist just because I I thought it was um, a pot like a path. I just was like, I mean, I can't do anything else but this. And I had already grown up drawing all the time. You know, like that was what I did. I was a graffiti writer as a kid and just drew every day. I mean, I drew in class instead of being in class if I was in class or whatever. So um, yeah, I took that direction. When did that become something that you felt like? was part of your identity. You know what I mean? As my identity when I was a kid. I mean, I when I was a kid, it was a part of my identity. I guess I'm, like, failing to mention that, like, when I say, like, I was out on the street, like, writing things, like, all we do is crime. Uh, all, all, you know, like, that was, like, a big thing in my head. Heart 101 was uh, what I wrote, right? Heart 101. That was your... That's my tag or whatever. And in my mind, when I was, like, 18, 19, I had a big shift. And I said to myself, now, if I'm going to write, you know, graffiti, like, I don't want to be a punk little kid. Like, I'm, I'm about, like, healthy life now. I'm about changing the world. I was very mad. I'm extremely mad to this day right. about the way society is set up. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, I'm furious like, about it. Yeah, so I'm, like, really pissed off about and through being crazy and through like doing a lot of like meetings of different types like a meetings and through like a lot of um, sort of community style setup uh, therapy you know I, I basically started writing heart 101 as in uh, uh, like your English 101 sure like the first lesson and how to deal with emotions you know what I mean and I was all over San Francisco just absolutely vandalizing shit. Like, I was just, like, I mean, I did not, I was so angry about yeah. everything. I mean, I was somebody who would jump on Mercedes's over and over again. That was a destructive and, like, thing. I was yeah. just so angry. And, Throw a bottle through a um, Starbucks window. Yeah, I couldn't feel people at all. Like, and um, so during the day, I would, you know, do that. And during the night, I would do that. And I was just, like, I was pissed off. I, I didn't, I didn't like what you know that was laid out for me in some ways so know? where do you find the space yeah. in your heart to transform that anger yeah that and that rage yeah. into like a productive force instead of a destructive force and well for just for it feels better in your body i mean it's too hard to be miserable right okay you know? so it's like you know it feels better in your body it's like a selfish decision in some ways you know just to be happy right and um so there's that, and uh, 
you know, you do re learn in some ways that the answer is not cut and dry. You know, it's like I find that I sometimes will have a really hard time explaining my heart and my deepest uh, points and interests to like people that are very close to me. Right. You know, and then I realize well, then like people that are further away from me are really far. And it's like I'm furious about the prison industrial complex. You know, like uh, it's affected me throughout my life. Uh, repression and police and cops and right. taking my friends away and hurting people and putting in people that I love in jail. I have friends in jail for life. And, uh, you know, like, that f***s me up. You know what I mean? It really f***s me up. Racist shit f***s me up. You know, it's like I see people to the best of my ability uh, as people. You know what I mean? And I love people, right? And I, and I exist around mother being hideously racist and it's also with being in love with hip-hop you know it's like I, I didn't read when I was a kid hip-hop taught me the way punk taught me the way how to be a person and how to right, totally how to uh, what was what right in my sort of life practice as an artist you know I like like to make a point of walking backwards walking sideways doing somersaults um, touching my nose touching the ceiling I mean touching the walls like, I like to make a point of disrupting my daily routine in any possible way like you'll catch me cool. doing really weird shit just to like I constantly am training my left hand to be more on point because I'm right-handed so I do a lot of my daily routines with my left hand just doing all that stuff just to work your mind you know what I mean like a lot of you know it's like wanting to play you know right. and wanting to like um, uh, just enter zones different, you know, like just walk into a room spinning around and, you know, it's just like um, at some point, like right when I started to feel like I was like getting older or something, which just happened a while ago, I was like immediately like I want to like I want my body to to live in this other fluid way rather than like the doldrums of uh, of this tired movement you know what I mean yeah there's like so many ways to walk down a street you'll you'll be surprised if you walk funny down a street and walk funny and like do different things in your life backwards um, it just it your mind just gets elated from it after a while you know right and see it, I've never thought of any yeah. of that in a playful way like yeah I know about the I, I want to move like a kid right I don't want to stop and so I just make a real point of that you know that's, that's, yeah. that's super cool. I mean, you see people in the, like their late 80s, 90s that are childlike. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's only a decision in general. I mean, it's tough. It, it's physical. So it's real in that way. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I think like, you know, our, our world doesn't focus enough on, on, on dancing, celebrating. I mean, those are the better things. Business is not what we should be about. Right. You know, I don't yeah. think. I've always know, thought of movement. It should be the lesser of the things. In terms of survival. Yeah. Right. Right? And like the different ways yeah, yeah. to perform masculinity. Like I walk different in different places right. at different right. times of day. Sure. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's about, it's a survival practice. Uh huh. So that I don't get singled out as like right. not properly. Sure. Well, gosh. Or whatever. I mean, yeah, yeah. But I've never. Yeah. And, it, and so it's like. It's a really dreary, kind yeah. of unhappy place for me yeah, to think yeah. about the ways that I walk. Yeah. But to take yeah. that and, and yeah. do what you're saying and like yeah. turn that into something playful and yeah. that's Oh it's cool.
cool. I mean, I mean, at this point, it's like I've been putting my head down as an artist for over 20 years, making stuff like on a daily basis, you know right. what I mean? And I can't really um, fit in and work with um, a bougie class and just really focus on them because like to work for them, you have to kind of be with them. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, that just hasn't worked for me because uh, who I am, they don't, they, they're scared of me and stuff. They don't like people with sticky fingers in their environment that don't like them. You're yeah. going to leave fingerprints on the wall. And oh, yeah. And that, that least, which they sometimes think is cute. But basically, I mean, you know, like I'm trying to figure out an, uh, an avenue to, to live my life as an artist, you know, and with a little bit of a higher living standard than I have right now. You know what I mean? So Cool. So I need a gig, any kind of gig. I paint murals. Let Radio Harvester make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> How do you keep it street level, yeah. but also participate in the art world? I think be street, you know? Do it hand to hand and keep talking, keep performing, and uh, be, you know, just don't look for a break. I mean, you want money so that you can go have some rest, but you don't get rest. You fucking get up, you know, and your body hurts, and you go, go, go. <laughs> That's street, right? That's me. That's done. Thank you to all those people. Plus, also thank you to the Fat Boys. Thank you to Screaming Sneakers. Thank you to Cameron. Diplomatic Community song, I'm Ready. That's where Cameron talks about pizza, in case you're wondering. If anyone knows other times when Cameron talks about pizza, please hit me up. Sliceharvester at gmail.com. At Sliceharvester on Twitter. At Sliceharvester on Instagram. You know a good time where they drop a pizza, a line about pizza in a rap music? You tell me that, because I need it. I need to put that on my radio show. So get get me there, okay? Take me there. I know a place. Ain't nobody crying. Everybody's eating. Eating a good slice. I'll take you there. If you take me to the place where the rap, rappers all talk about pizza. Okay? Um, so Zarathustra, that interview was cool, right? I thought it was cool. There was so much that I had to cut that was so good to keep the 20-minute mark. And so I might do a second one one of these days down the line, but I got other people lined up for their own first ones. We can't do a second one before the first ones, you know what I mean? Anyway, Zara's got a website, X-A-R-A-T-H-U-S-T-R-A.com, Zarathustra.com. Check it and um, hire them to paint a mural. And also, that was Warzone. And if you think I don't know the irony of ending my radio show about masculine expectation and the threat of male violence in the world with a Warzone song, you're dead wrong. And that's it. I'm out. No cops, no creeps. Peace in the pizzeria.